this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 13 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one is outside, it's quite a nice day today so I thought I'd try something a little bit different and I'm sat down in the park and I thought I would record the podcast in the park and this one is going to be called I think I'm going to call it story time and I'm going to have a couple little stories one of them is like a little um, pretend story that I made up and the other one is a sort of theory that I've been thinking about and I posted the theory on the Ascend podcast which is a really it's a really it's probably one of my favourite podcasts and it's all about like spirituality mindfulness and stuff like that and so I post I posted it on their Patreon page and they um, were kind enough to talk about it on their latest episode on the podcast so I'll put links in the show notes to their website and stuff but I thought I'd share it on on this podcast as well and then there's a few little things I didn't add uh, which I could put into here but um, I'm going one of the things I've been thinking about recently is I want to start adding like spirituality stuff stuff to the website and I was thinking I was trying to work out how to do it and then I thought to myself the transitioning section is called transitioning and one of the things with spirituality I kept hearing people on the podcasts um, like that would be an interview saying how spirituality is like a it's a transitioning journey and I just thought well why not start adding like spirituality things into the transitioning section so that's what I'm going to do from now on I'm going to make the transitioning section the transitioning section be um, like tr- about transgender stuff, um, but just also like just everyday things and things like that. So I thought I'd put that in here. Um, and you can find the website. You can find the website at sophielawson.com. But let's get into this story time, and I'll start with the first story. And this story, um, did I write it on here? I don't think so, no. So this story I I made up last week and I woke up in the middle of the night and what I always do is I write down my dreams and I've got like a, di- a little dream diary. So I wrote, I wrote, I woke up and wrote my dream out and then I turned over to go back to sleep and this idea for a story like popped into my head so I ended up writing it into my dream diary and I didn't realise it was. It ended up being about uh, 10 pages or something And um, but this is only the first like draft of it so I might stumble over some of the words and also it's using quite basic language but I did think that this would maybe make a good um like little kids story or something (laughs) but so the name of it I would say actually I'm not going to say what the name is until the end 
so let's start with story time. <laughs> there once was a little boy who wanted to be a little girl. He was only little, but the fear inside was big. So big that this little boy one day realised he was now a young man. This young man still wanted to be a, a young lady, but the fear was so big he one day realised he was now a big man. He no longer thought about being a big girl because, because all he believed because all he believed, all he... <laughs> see, mental. My writing's really bad when I'm writing in the middle of the night. It's, it's quite hard to read what I've wrote sometimes. Um, but he no longer thought about being a big lady because all he believed was all he could see. And all he could see was the big fear that surrounded him. One day, a little bird flew into his room and sat on his bedside table. Hello, it said. He ignored it at first. Impossible, he thought. I'm finally going mad. Hello, the little bird repeated. The man turned to the little bird. The man turned to the little bird and felt a desire to hold out his hand. Hello, he replied, as the little bird hopped onto his palm. I'm here to give you a message, said the little bird. What's that? replied the man. Do you believe in magic? said the little bird. Not really, replied the big man. But I'm a talking bird, said the bird. I think you're in my head, replied the man. I finally lost my marbles. The little bird held out his grey wing, to which the man felt an almighty urge to hold. Fluffy, soft and f something else, thought the man, <laughs> as he realised he was shrinking. Soon the man was a little man, the same size as the bird. I need to take you somewhere, said the bird. On you get, said the bird, gesticulating to his back. The man looked around his room. Everything now towering over him. Yet he wasn't afraid. The, the bird made him feel safe. He bounced onto his back. So soft and fluffy, he thought, running his hands through the little bird's feathers. Hee-hee! <laughs> laughed the bird. Everything you've ever thought of exists in another time and space. But it's possible, if you really want it, bring these thoughts, these dreams, it's possible to bring them back. Nothing is ever lost, said the bird as, he's, as he made his way out of the window. The big man, who was now a little man, hung on as they took to the skies. He looked back, watching as his little house slowly popped out of view. And then the earth too became smaller and smaller until it seemed to pop out of existence. Soon, everything was gone. He turned back. Just him and the bird, floating through space. A beautiful blue, a beautiful bright blue light. I could stay here forever, thought the man. 
a dot appeared on the horizon. Soon it got bigger. And soon the earth returned into view. Soon his house was back in front of him. And soon they were flying back through the window they had just left. I hope the wind's not too bad. That's not in the story. <laughs> um, they're flying back through the window they had just left. But while this was his room, it wasn't. They were all pretty pink things on the walls, high heels glittering on the floor. And on the bed lay a lady, reading a story about a little bird who visited a little man and brought him to her. Hello, said the lady. She seemed ready, as if she was expecting the little big man. Do I know you? asked the man. I guess you do, she giggled, holding out her hand to the little big man felt drawn once more to reach out and hold. Hold her hand. As he held her hands, his body felt light, felt warm, felt at one with itself. And he soon found himself returning to his normal size. Who are you? he asked. I'm you, said the lady. I'm the you you chose not to be. The big man felt intense sadness. She's beautiful, he thought. He looked down at his body. He's ripped, unkept clothes. He seemed almost dead. Apart from her, he seemed almost dead against her bright, colourful presence. I was scared, replied the man, now feeling tense, now feeling tears forming on his eyes. I know, said the lady. I remember. Life can do that to you. I was scared, the man kept repeating. Why was I scared, the man asked. The little bird, who was sat on the lady's desk eating a piece of cake. <laughs> I, I can't read what I wrote. The little bird. The little bird apologised for making a noise as he tucked into a piece of cake on the lady's table. You can't let the fear win, said the lady. But I was scared, the man kept repeating. The lady picked up her book and began reading. There was once a little boy who sat on his bed, looking into the mirror. I want to be a little girl, he said, staring at himself, wearing his mum's dress and heels. His little feet looked even smaller in her giant shoes. While he almost could... Mm, I can't read this. <laughs> I can't read what I wrote. Something about hiding. The dress was so big for him that it was more a blanket. But it didn't matter. As he looked in the mirror and he could see a little girl having fun, smiling back at him. This is where the story branches off, said the lady. He was now looking up at the man, who was now remembering himself once sitting on a bed in his mum's clothes. I enjoyed these times, the man said. So did I, said the lady, innocent times. She returned to the book. The sound of footsteps were heard coming up the stairs. Eek, the little boy cried. The little girl in the mirror gave out the same eek in unison. They both, they both pulled off Mum's clothes 
and tried to hide the evidence. But as the footsteps got louder, the little girl in the mirror started going out of sync with the little boy. The little boy hid everything under the bed and, and as his door opened, in walked in his mum. Good night, son, she said. Night, mum, the boy replied, and that was that. But the little girl had made only a slight different decision. She kept her heels on, and, has, and as her mum walked in, she sat on the bed swinging her feet back and forth. Night, mum, she playfully said. Son? Oh my, said the mum. That's one of my favourite dresses. What are you doing wearing it, son? I want to be a little girl, mum. I want to be a little girl. The mum sat on... The mum sat on the bed beside her son and gave him a hug. Well, you look lovely, son. Sorry, what should I call you? Sophie, the little girl replied. I'd like to be called Sophie. The little boy sat in his empty room and could only watch on as the mirror played out a life filled with fun and adventure for the little Sophie, who soon became a big Sophie, sat on the bed reading a story. The little boy felt so sad that he hadn't the courage to be true to himself. One tiny act is all it took, said the lady, and everything plays out totally differently. The big man was now in floods of tears. I knew mum would accept me, he said. I knew all along, but I was too scared. I know, said the lady. How do you know? How were you able to not be scared? Because I'm you, said the lady. And with that, the man started to shrink down in size again. The lady returned to her book. The next, the next page was blank. The next page was blank. I've reached a chapter that I don't know what's going to happen anymore, said the lady. You need to finish the story, said the little bird. Still, you need to finish the story, said the little bird, wiping cake off his beak. <laughs> he held out his wing once more, and the little man... <laughs> he held out his hand once more, and the little big man... I can't read this. He held out his hand, he held out his wing to the little big man. Come on, let's go finish this story. The little big man hugged the lady, hugged the lady's hand, which was now bigger than him. She now had tears forming in her, in her eyes. They both said thank you in unison, before the little big man flew out the window on the back of the bird. And once again, everything slowly went out of existence blue light returned. The feeling of complete peace took over before another dot appeared on the horizon. The bird's feathers felt so soft and the little big man watched as the feathers blew from side to side. The dot in front of him returned and got bigger and bigger. Soon they were back near earth. Soon his house returned. But it wasn't the house he had left, it was his childhood house. He found himself flying into his old bedroom. Time to finish this story, said the bird, but first we need to start it. The little man grew, the little man, 
little man grew, grew back. <coughs> little man grew back, but not quite big enough. As he looked down at his body, now dressed in his mum's clothes, now dressed in his mum's oversized dress and shoes, he realised he was a little boy again. Little boy, the little bird. The little boy, aww. <laughs> the little bird sang a little song. La la la. Good luck, Sophie, he said, as he flew out the window. Enjoy this life, said the bird, before flying off into the sky. The little boy watched out the window as the bird got smaller and smaller, before turning into a star in the night sky. Footsteps. He could hear footsteps. He stumbled his way back to the bed and started swinging his feet back and forth, just like the little girl did in the mirror. I'm not afraid anymore, the little man thought. He was now a little boy, becoming a little girl. I'm not afraid anymore. This is exciting, he thought. As the door swung open, and in walked his mum. Oh my, said the mum. And with that, little Sophie was born. So that's my little story. I was going to call it The Little Boy. Actually, I hadn't thought of a name, but I was going to call it How Little Sophie Was Born. But I think a good name might be The Little Boy or The Little Boy. Hmm? No, The Little Boy. I might call it The Little Boy. And I'm, I'm going to try to turn that into a better story by... Um, like rephrasing some of the words and stuff but I thought I would share that on the podcast and I thought the noise wasn't too bad from the the wind and stuff and the other thing I was going to do is talk about this theory I've got which I posted on the Ascend podcast and the website for Ascend is ascendbodymind.com and you spell ascend, A-S-C-E-N-D, and then bodymind.com. And this theory, it's something I've been thinking about quite a lot since um, the lucid dreaming, which was about 10 weeks ago now. And it's a theory that I'm calling my theory. So I'm just going to read what I wrote and then I'll add some bits in later once I've finished it. And I wrote, what if I am the only one who's conscious? I know you'll read this and think, but I'm conscious too, but you are conscious. But because you're inside of your universe, the you that reads this and knows it's conscious isn't the same you that I hear talking on the podcast in the universe, in my universe. If I rephrase that, it would be, um, you are conscious, but because you're inside of your universe, the you that hears me, the you that, no, it would be the me that you hear on this podcast isn't the same me that that is in my universe. I've confused myself. Right, imagine you are, imagine you are, so if you imagine that you're um, reading this on the forum, it would make a bit more sense. So, I said, what if 
I am the only one who's conscious. I know you'll read this and think I'm conscious too, but you are conscious. But because you're inside of your universe, the you that reads this and knows it's conscious isn't the same you that I hear talking on the podcast in my universe. And that would mean that's if you were the... Imagine you're one of the podcast hosts. That... See... That would make a bit more sense, but... So this theory of mine, you're currently reading... So this theory of mine that you're currently reading in your universe came from my universe, because all universes are linked. The version of me that exists in your universe isn't the conscious me. It's a version of me generated in your universe based off probabilities of who I am. You can never prove this either. Like trying to work out if we each see the colour blue the same. It's impossible. It's like being in a dream. In a lucid dream, you go up to a character and say, do you know this is a dream? They look at you like, give over, because they've been programmed to know it's real, even though it's a dream. What if the same is going on in the real world, which I believe is another dream, just it's the other way round to a lucid dream. In a lucid dream, we are the dreamer, trying to make the dream character lucid. In our universes, we are the character unaware that our dreamer, aka our god, is trying to make us lucid via what we see as synchronicities. This could even mean we each have our own individual god. I woke up a few weeks ago with something saying to me, the penile gland is a black hole and there's a little spider crawling on my leg. (laughs) This is why I like being outside. So I couldn't get these words out of my head and I started thinking, what if we are each inside of our own personal universe? A universe we can manipulate with our minds because we generated it as the dreamer slash god. Everyone else in my universe is not conscious like me. That doesn't mean they're not real. Same as how if life is a dream, it doesn't mean it's not real. It's that the universe sort of generates a version of everyone else that is the most probable outcome based on on both my behaviours and the behaviours they are carrying out at the same time independently in their own universe. So we are all together, yet on our own at the same time, which I think is really nice. That means you and I exist infinite amount of times in all of these universes, but only one of me is conscious of being me within one of these universes, which would be my universe. I think all these universes exist inside of one big main universe which itself could be doing the same process all over again, a never-ending loop of universes within universes. The penile gland slash black hole is how everything is connected. Our penile gland is a black hole within the main universe, and then you have the main universe, which has infinite black holes. If you could go into one of these black holes, you would pop into someone else's universe via their penile gland. And the penile gland is actually inside of your head. So that would mean that everything is generated in the mind, which is what I think is happening. So this is amazing because it means it's all mind generated. Everything is generated in your universe for you to become enlightened or lucid. Um, There's a big bang. 
Everything is generated in your your universe for you to become enlightened or lucid by your creator. But then everyone else is also existing on in their own universe, which is also being totally generated for them. Yet we all also all exist on each other's universes, because we all exist together as dreamers to start with, in the main universe. We're just not conscious of existing in the other universes. I mean, um, this. I think this could explain why sometimes you meet people and you feel like you know them, even though that's what happened with my gender therapist. I, when I first saw her, I just knew she was something special. And I think that maybe in the in the like the main universe where we're all connected, I think maybe like somehow we are maybe related in that universe or something. And so somehow she has a stronger influence on me in this universe, even though she's not the conscious version of her, if that makes sense. It's kind of like your connections in the main universe. Um, influence your relationships in this in your in your universe <laughs> that means say the creator knows the way for you to be enlightened is to see aliens you will see an alien but someone else may need to find art to become enlightened so their creator will find a way to slip art into their part of its consciousness into their universe as if by magic and that's what that's what i think's happened to me because like the way art entered my life is so random that I think that's it's been I think my like creator put it in there for me to find it um, uh, what was I going to say I was going to say something mm. oh yeah if, so that would mean say like say um, somebody needs to see an alien to for some reason to, to become fully lucid what that would mean is that in in that universe, everyone would see aliens, even if the, the unconscious people didn't believe in aliens, they would still see the aliens, because the the um, the person whose universe it is has got the aliens in there. But then what that means is, that increases the probability of aliens um, and UFOs existing in the other universes. It's 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 quite a I think it's quite a good thing, but um, each of us could be existing in a totally different universe, yet still influencing each other. That's what I just said about if they see the UFO, they w if they fully believe in the UFO, it increases the probability of them having UFOs in all of the other universes, and then it decides if the person whose universe it is doesn't believe in UFOs, but the person who does believes in it enough they could start bringing a ufo into the other person's universes but then if enough people don't believe in ufos that could cancel it out so it's all everyone's linked like that um so i said as everyone is linked but existing in their own universes it means any action i do to improve my mindset slash behavior will impact impact all the other universes by increasing the probability of me existing in their universe with this new improved mind, mindset slash behaviour. Then, because I have an improved mindset in their universe, it increases the chance of them improving their mindset, which then increases the chance of them appearing in my universe with an improved mindset, 
which is what originally improved my mindset to begin with. So everyone is helping everyone without even realising it. And then I said, so try this. Go outside and look at people and look at the world with the thought that everything is created just for you. That the person in front of you is a version of that person that has been generated just for you to help you become enlightened. So when you do, you can then help them become enlightened in their universe. Each blade of grass, each bird that flies across the sky, everything has been generated just for you to aid you in becoming enlightened. Every single sound, every brick, every bird that tweets, all placed there just for you. I love this thought. Thinking that I'm the only conscious being sometimes feels a bit odd though, because you can look at it like, oh my god, I'm in a universe, I'm in a world full of robots. But I find it beautiful because it means, you know, out there somewhere is a pure conscious version of each person just like you, being helped become their true self. So we can all become enlightened together. Anyone who's horrible to you is only like that as it's the most probable version of them to help you. Imagine the stories we could share when we move up a level and meet the conscious versions of everyone else. It's like a big spider's web of experiences and feelings, all influencing each part of the creator's consciousness across infinite universes. Once we realise we are all the creator, because I think there would be one main creator of the main of the main universe, but then I think that loops back in so that that main creator is actually one of the creators that he's created. So that once we realise we are all the creator, just in various forms, we would split ourselves back up again and do it all over again, so we could all meet up again and talk about the experiences and feelings we shared this time, which would now be a bit different because the starting splitting up would be slightly different. This splitting up of the source creator is how it starts the dream, even though it is itself inside a dream. So nothing and everything exists at the same time. We are a god dreaming ourselves, slash aka gods, into existence. So we are a god dreaming gods into existence, and we are gods. We are each a god in our own universe. But then I started thinking about this a bit more, and I thought, um, this means that anything, that would mean anything you think, if you believe it enough, you could make it real in your universe, and then increase the chances of it becoming real in other people's. But let's just say there is, like, uh, death and reincarnation and stuff. So let's just say there is, um, let's say that you don't go back to the main universe, that what happens is you become yourself in this universe. And then, actually, there's something else I wanted to say as well. Um, what I was thinking was, what if the creator has created each universe for each person, and the whole point of the universe is for... There's a dog coming over here. <laughs> Hello. No, what I was thinking was, what if there is... <laughs> What if there is, um, um, I've lost, yeah, what if the creator has created each universe and the whole point of your universe is for you to become your true self and that's what all the synchronicities are 
and you, everybody knows what they're supposed to be. Like for me, it's supposed to be transgender. This is why I think it's like this because like for most of my life I resisted being transgender because of fear. But the more I resisted, the more something kept making me like realize I want to be transgender or that I need to be transgender and so I'm thinking what happens is if you get to the end of the life and you haven't been true to yourself I think what happens you know they talk about like you you get judged and stuff I don't believe that anything out there would ever judge you I don't believe the universe would ever judge you but I think you would judge yourself so I think it's possible you could say get to the end of this life you then go to some other place where you actually come face to face with yourself and you judge yourself because you become face to face with your creator which is the god of your universe which is you which is the true version of you and then if say you haven't been true to yourself in your life you would you would look at the god and feel well you would either if you say um, had a life of um, judging all the things you didn't like about yourself you would look at that god and not like what you saw which could lead to a, like a I don't know you know you wouldn't feel good in that moment and maybe it would just reset the universe and you'd have to do it all over again which could be like reincarnation or something but say you were totally true to yourself and totally loved yourself you would leave this leave this universe come face to face with your the god which would be you and it would be like looking in the mirror something that you already love at which point you would be so full of love that you would like hug yourself and basically become one with yourself and and that would end the cycle of like keep getting repeated uh, keep getting reincarnated if that if that is what happened uh, I just wonder if there's something like that's going on but then it goes the other way whereby like if, the, if just say this was happening where you could actually create your entire universe on your thoughts it could go the other way where you could create your death with your thoughts as well so um, I've heard so many people say that when you die they think what's going to happen is whatever you believe you're, that's what's going to happen so if you believed in a heaven you would go to heaven if you believed in reincarnation you would get reincarnated and stuff like that but I thought what if what if like the whole point of this is um, the universe wants to become a true being of love and so if you spent your whole life believing that when you die you're going to die and nothing it'll be nothing ah this is what it was it's you know how like the probability affects everybody's universes well, i was thinking what if the probability of what everyone thinks of death affects everybody's death so if somebody has a hundred percent belief in heaven and everybody else had like zero percent you would have a higher chance of going to heaven than everyone else but you would still probably not go to heaven because everybody else thought it was zero it would bring it right down which would mean that you're not only creating life 
You're not only creating your life, you're creating your death and everybody else's. So that's why everyone needs to come together sort of thing. So I was thinking, like, say somebody had 100% belief that when you die, you just go to nothing. It just goes to black and that's the end of it. If you had 100% belief of that, but you were the only one and everybody else believed in, say, a heaven, the probability would be that you would end up in heaven because everybody else's 100% would be more than your zero. But if the way everybody lives their life is that so many people believe 100% that there is nothing, it means that those people who are 100% sure there's, there's nothing... Even though there's, say, 50% of people who think 100% there's heaven, that wouldn't be enough. And so the people who 100% believed in nothing would end up getting nothing. And I think it could be possible that what would happen if that was true is that in death you would literally just disappear and, like, never have existed so it's, it's this whole point of the universes and, and life is not just life, it's also all about death as well. That was just something I was thinking about. But I love the thought of um, like death being yourself. So there is no, because I've always, it's always bothered me when people say you're going to get judged when you die, because I don't think the universe would do that. But I know that we like we do that so if we are the universe if we are the god i think it's possible that we would judge we would be the ones that would judge ourselves in death and so this is why this is why the creator which is the creator of your universe which is you it's almost like a future self it's almost like the creator is trying to create itself and it knows it's only got one life to do it And that's why it's trying so hard to make you be your true self. So the more you resist, the more it really says, look, you've got to face all of these fears and be your true self because if you don't, you may cease to be. (laughs) But it knows that if it can get itself synced up, it knows that it could then potentially live forever. I I hope that makes sense. It's... It's a really sort of, um, it becomes vitally important then to be true to yourself. And I like that. And it's also like the universe is picking all these probabilities to make it hard for you to be true to yourself. But yet it throws all these things at you to help you, which is another paradox. I almost feel like the universe is a big paradox. And it's another thing whereby, because... I also thought maybe what actually happens is um, no matter what you do, you're always going to become your true self. Although no, because if we are each in our own universe, it is possible that one of those universes could cease to be. Mm. Because then the original universe would still exist. It was just that part of it wouldn't be there. (laughs) I need to think about this one a bit more but I thought I'd share that on a podcast because 
that's just what I'm thinking about at the moment. I'm going to. I think I'm going to turn this into a um, into a, a diary entry for the website or a blog post, and I'll think about it a bit more because I I know what I want to say, but I can't quite I can't quite explain it. Because yeah, the other the, I was thinking, what if it is that no matter what you do, you're always going to become your true self in your universe because if you don't it would create this paradox whereby if you are the creator if the creator is you in the future effectively your future self it, this is another thing I was thinking but I also I also thought about this um, what if the creator is creating itself almost like a self-portrait and we are we are like the process of the creator becoming its true self almost like putting blobs of paint on a canvas you know like you put you you've got a vision in your head of what you want to do but the paint still has a mind of its own i noticed that when i started painting um, a couple months ago for that painting challenge i did six days of abstract painting and i noticed that in a strange way you, the painting was almost painting itself sometimes so it could be that that's what's going on it's like the creator which is the god is in the process of creating itself but the the paint that it's using has a mind of its own so it's having to create itself whilst also dealing with unpredictable paint <laughs> and that's where our like ability to um, have free will free will is effectively unpredictable paint but there are things that we can't control like how you're born so that would be like the starting point of the canvas and stuff like that and then you can even start going in further and saying like everybody is a tube of paint and so Mixing paint is using two different people. <laughs> That's funny. There's something there. I'm going to try and work. I'm going to think about that one. Wouldn't it be amazing if we were... Wouldn't it be amazing if you could zoom right out and it turned out that we were like blobs of paint in a painting? <laughs> that would be amazing. And then what happens is when you die... That's effectively the um, the painting finished, and the creator would then decide if it wants to do another one or not. <laughs> hmm. So that was this week's podcast, episode thirteen, and it was story time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that one, and uh, make sure sh- I hope you enjoyed that one, and be sure to check out the Ascend podcast because it's an amazing podcast it's um, it's one of my favourites now at work it really gets you thinking and they're they're talking about so many amazing things like lucid dreaming float tanks and that's something I want to try is a floating tank and I've found one that's nearby and I'm going to try it soon it's a floating tank is like you go into this 
well the bloke who was on the podcast called it a chamber and it's um, it takes away all your senses so it's almost like you're floating in nothingness and then your mind can go to some like your mind can just go wild so I'll, I want to try that and see what that's like but um, so that's the Ascend podcast I'll put links in the show notes which you can find at sofreeart.com and you can find the website at sophielawson.com and you can I'm not on anything else at the moment um, I think that's it really so this week's in, I haven't done much drawing either I haven't I don't think I've done anything on the Surface Pro this week because um, the whole week has been spent decorating my room and um, like sorting out the cupboards and stuff and I've actually got so much space in my room now and I've created a dedicated little space to do meditating and it just feels a lot more peaceful in my room now and I should be able to start uh, well last night I started drawing again which was the first time in about a week and so I hopefully can get my routine back and I'm going to start doing Lil Sophie on the Surface Pro and I'll maybe talk about that next week but that's it and this week's inspirational quote actually goes to Terry Pratchett and it is if you don't turn your life into a story you just become a part of someone else's story Terry Pratchett